0: Everybody, it's Greg Harrelson here with the Level Up podcast, and I have uh, got a great guest with us. It's actually a returning guest. His name is Haas Pratt. I have known Haas for many, many, many years. And I think one of the um, one of the things that, that really kind of uh, brought he and I together is uh, surely mutual friends. But the fact that we just became obsessed with listing properties early on in our career and that obsession, uh, I think, led us both to to really hone on skills and really figure out kind of like, you know, how to master the art of taking listings. You know, Haas wrote a book in 2017 called The Listing Boss. You got that there? There you go. The Listing Boss. And uh, what's what's interesting is like you know that it's information that just is relevant no matter when you're in the business. So when it comes to listings, it uh, there's not a lot that's changed. I can promise you that. But we're going to talk about that. Um, Just to kind of kick off the conversation though with Haas, I want to say to everybody and be kind of transparent. I asked Haas a question before I hit the record button and I realized it was kind of a dumb question, but look, I even ask dumb questions sometimes. And I said, Haas, you know, you and I both are into coaching and we coach the subject of getting listings. Man, what's really changed, you know, in, uh, in your coaching? And he just said, he kind of looked at me and he says, look, man, I'm just doubling down on the basics. And I said, of course you are. That's a dumb
1: question. But Haas, welcome, welcome, welcome again to the Level Up Podcast. Hey man, this is my favorite podcast. You are my favorite person to talk to. I, like I said, man, we're brothers from another mother. Every time I'm here, I love it. You know, and yeah. you know, the value that the listeners get just out of this conversation, that's what I, you know, hope to do today, just to bring value to everybody that's listening.
0: Yeah, you know you're an OG. So how long have you been in this? This just the industry.
1: 20, been uh, in real estate twenty years, coaching and training full time for thirteen. For thirteen years, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I know you've developed a lot of talent and helped a lot of people. You know, surely turn around their businesses and and build lists and inventories. So I know you're doing a lot of coaching. You're not only are you coaching on your own team, but you're you coach outside agents. My first question for you is, what pains are you hearing? from the people that you're coaching right now? Like what, are what are their pain? You're like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you have solutions, but what are the pains that they're bringing to you? Where are you feeling pain in the, in the area of your, of, of those agents
1: right now in the industry? It's the same pain today as what is what it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And it's the pain of not having near enough conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so an agent is not, Having the amount of conversations and the quality conversations that they need to with prospective buyers and sellers in their marketplace. And that's what I do, and that's what I help them with is help them, you know, systemize their business in a way that it forces that work out of them to have those conversations and then to coach them on the skill to get better at making it, you know, easy for people to tell you yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it it comes down to um. Their their pains are they're not talking to enough people. Is that what you're saying? That's it. Yep. Yeah. So
1: they don't and they don't here's why. They don't have they don't have systems in their business. So they let their cell phone and email control their day and they don't run it like a system. They don't run their day and their time like a system. They don't systemize their their time. They don't systemize their lead generation. So therefore, conversion doesn't happen because they're not having near the conversations. I mean, they're trying to, you know, trying to run a business out of a, you know, a white notebook. And so today you need to leverage technology in a way that allows you to systemize the business so you can show up for the system, you know, removing the thought and increasing the action.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things that's resonating me, with me as you're talking is, you know, I think that our industry over the last, you know, 10 years, we, we myself included, you know, I really focus on, on focus on leveraging technology, leveraging staff, delegation, but I think there's not enough conversation on leveraging oneself. And we got to remember that we're the skilled individuals, right? And like, we if we would leverage ourselves, like we leverage technology, as a matter of fact, you can leverage technology 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all throughout the year. You don't have to leverage yourself, you know, all day. Every day throughout the year, you only need to leverage yourself maybe a few hours. Block off that time to make some contacts. So I think that people need to re- go back to leveraging themselves since they're the breadwinners of the. They're they're converting better than their is converting. It's just their technologies weren't harder than they're working.
1: Yeah, and I believe I call them high leverage activities in real estate. There's activities that are the ten dollar an hour work, and then the activities that really matter and drive results and. I believe that the activities that every agent needs to be doing is prospecting for new business, presenting on buyer appointments, seller appointments, building relationships, and leading. Leading yourself first, and then you can lead your team. Leading meaning like listening to this podcast is leading, right? It's a good use of anybody's time today when they're learning from us. But when they get off here, they need to be prospecting, presenting, and building relationships. And I find that anything that is not those four things get in the way of of a high-performance agent and and holds them back. What I say is double down on that. Double down on the prospecting, the presenting, the building relationships, and the leading. Any technology that allows you to maximize your time in those four uh, areas is a good use of technology. Um, those four things are hard to replace. You know it's hard to replace a conversation human to human. You can yeah. automate as much as you want, but all roads lead to the phone. All roads lead to a conversation. You cannot automate your way out of that one on one conversation,
0: yeah, that's so true. you know i i it's interesting, um, you know, since the expireds over the last couple of years kind of were were they weren't eliminated they 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 still existed but a lower number. Yeah. I heard a lot of agents asking questions like, well, who do you call? I mean, there's no expired. So what are you telling those coaching clients that you have or agents that are on your team um, that, that are asking you that
1: question? Who who should be people, who should people be contacting right now? It's like this, you know, The like take fizzbos for sale boners and expireds. It's like a teeter totter. You know, yeah. you got a lot of Fizbos. That means there's a lot of confidence in the marketplace. You know, you're going have less expireds. You have more expireds. There's less confidence in the marketplace. So these two, tend to do this so oh uh, like expires now are increasing you know that's a great niche right now going after the old expires, think about people that expired in the last year but the answer is is you Target niches because the riches are in the niches and you target people that want to sell you either people that want to sell or people that need your help and 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 that could look like this Greg FISBOs expired 30 60 90 day late mortgage leads probate leads, um divorce ease, uh, absentee owners. You know, these are uh, here's a good niche right now is an amazing niche is the COVID buyer remorse niche. Mm. Everybody that bought in 2020, 2021 that you know, the one who won the offer against the 37 other offers, that person, like they're not happy now. The winner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The winner is feeling <laughs> like a loser. Like, they, <laughs> you know? and, and, and so this niche is a great niche and everybody's situation's different. But, you know, in any shifting market, in any market, there's always a niche, there's always an opportunity. You know, this in 08, 09, 2010, mm. you know, I was traveling the country training agents and you know, there are big time agents that had to shift and pivot, and and the and they didn't miss a beat. They went from you know doing traditional uh, real estate to doing short sale REO, and and that's where we are. There's there's always niches out there that you know create opportunity. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't believe Fisbos and expires ever go away. I don't care if there's not any expires. I still have an expired system. I, I recommend that to everybody. Just because yeah. they're not here today doesn't mean they're not going to be there. You know, in a month.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I always say it's expired, old expired, and FISBOs are kind of the staples. Yes, it's, those are the staples. Like everybody should master that. Now I know everybody won't, but I'm speaking to everybody. Everybody should master those three pillars. And then there's always going to be other pillars, but those are the to me the staples, the core pillars that everyone should know that. And then you might take on probate or you may take on the COVID, those COVID buyers that you were talking about. Um, but everybody should know those three pillars in my opinion now once you identify a pillar i think we would agree that that consistency and frequency Is important, like doing it every single day at this time, having structure and being disciplined. How how important? Because people say, "Well, you know what? I don't ever. I'm not always able to make my calls. You know, in the morning. Sometimes I like to do them in the afternoon, or sometimes I like to do them in the evening. But when you can sense that somebody is saying that, I know that's important to get them done, but I don't know. I sometimes I do this, sometimes I do that. What what do you say to that person?
1: Because I hear that all the time now. I see a confused agent when I hear that. Okay, good. You all know, right. Yeah. I, I hear a, uh, a, a an agent that doesn't have their priorities straight because in this sense, what you're saying, nothing is more important than that time. Everything else gets in the way. So the consistency um, is so important because it has to happen every day. I know for me, I experienced this in real estate. I tell people I never missed a day of prospecting in my life in real estate. I didn't because- you know, every day from nine to noon, I was on the phone setting appointments. I believe yeah. that nothing in real estate happens until noon anyway. So everything can wait cell phones can wait, emails can wait, negotiations can wait, you know, until noon. You're a maker in the morning and a manager in the afternoon. You see, in real estate, we can't ever take our foot off that throttle because we're unemployed every 90 days. Like we, when we get a listing and we close on it, we got to go get another one. So the, being habitual is so important, Um, and being consistent is important. Like you can't, you can't negotiate with yourself. And this is the thing: you want to remove negotiating with yourself because you're a pretty good negotiator when you're negotiating with yourself. Yeah, you got to be so, non-negotiable. With, you non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Like non-negotiable. At, at yeah. nine a.m., that phone is ringing, and 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 you have to be militant about it to where it's not even at nine o five. Like, you you know, so the mindset is, is you wouldn't even think about doing anything between that time. And here's the thing, Greg, and I've worked with a lot of people. It goes from this. It goes from feeling a little uncomfortable doing it. Maybe they're not skilled. They don't know what they're doing. I believe in in anybody listening is you underestimate how long it takes to get confident, meaning it's it only takes a few weeks of consistent calling to get a little confident and within that 2 weeks here's what happens you go from you know being scared of the phone being you know uh fighting the law of resistance to pick up the phone to being in a place of of serenity and 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 peaceful and 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 that time becomes sacred it becomes a time where like anything else during that time it pains you to be doing anything and so it flips the relationship that you have to the activity flips when you're consistent and that's where I always try to get everybody to the place where they remove the thought, they remove the negotiating with themselves, and they turn that nine to noon into a time of being it's sacred. Nothing's more important than that time of having It's like a ritual. It's a more ritual. like a ritual. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: one of the things that I coach within my companies is we have the pregame, which mm-hmm. is the minute you wake up till eight o'clock. That's the pregame, like maybe an exercise, like in in, in basketball or any sports, you got the pregame routine. And then at eight to 11, cause I'm an eight to 11 guy, you were a nine to 12 guy, same three hours, right? At eight to 11, I call that the game. That's mm-hmm. that's at eight o'clock. It's tip off time. We played a game. It lasts for three hours. And then when the game's over, the buzzer goes off. Then we got the post-game routine, which you said you're the maker from nine to twelve, and the manager after that, right? It's kind of similar. I got the pregame, the po- the game, and the and and the postgame. So I mean, we I'm going to self-proclaim, and no matter how bad that that sounds, that um, myself and Hots really know about the art of listing property. And notice how we may have some different verbiage. I've got the game, the pregame. He's got the manager, the maker. But even though there's slight variations. Look at the consistency in the message of two people that get similar results, living in different places around the world, not working together, and it's working. It's really working. So I just I just want to reiterate that for everybody that's listening right now, because um, I, I don't think that we have all the answers, but we just gave you one answer to really break through in the area of your business. So what Can else I is add going
1: something on? Go ahead, point. please. Yeah, add to so it. I had, a, I had a gal come in from uh, Chicago. She spent two days with me. She's not good on the phone. She paid me a lot of money to come spend two days with me to coach her. And I did. And, and, and she imagine a person who's never picked up a phone coming to spend two days. And she comes with all my scripts. And she had all my scripts marked off. And, and marked off like she had all these notes on pages. And I look at it, I go, this is overwhelming. Like, even I look at this and I feel overwhelmed. And, and I And I threw the scripts. And I go, you will never know those scripts until you start picking up the phone. And so, y'all can prepare and prepare and prepare to know what to say, but you will never know what to say until you start saying it, until you start having those conversations. And here's the thing, Greg, in that two days, we set four listing appointments. And I said, and I asked her, I said, what else could you do to set two listing appointments a day? What else is there? What else could you do? You know, are there other ways to do that? Sure. Oftentimes, it takes spending a lot of money to do that. But even in that case, you know, all roads lead to the phone, right? Let's say if I do a postcard campaign, what's the goal of a postcard campaign to get them to call me, right? So knowing what to say is important. That's why when you say like FISBOs and expireds are, are good, it's because it it gives you a place to a, a place to uh, learn the words to say, how to communicate, how to take somebody who doesn't know you and convince them that you're the agent to, to put the sign in the ground. And like, that's what it is, like separating ourselves from everybody else. Um, That's why I love that niche, you know, those niches, because it gives you the, the battlefield, the training ground to be able to master your craft in real estate.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of like swimming is what
0: I hear you saying. Like, you you're. Not, I'm not going to teach you how to be a good swimmer in a classroom. No. <laughs> no, you're going to have to get your butt wet. You have to get that's in right. the pool and then yeah. you're going to figure it out. And that's how this works, right? right? You know, get in there with that. You know, you're kind of telling people right now, you know, what Haas is telling you, it's like, hey.
1: Ready, fire, aim. Yes. You don't learn unless you're doing. Yes. It's the only okay. way you learn. I spoke at a high school two weeks ago in West Texas. I made the teachers and the principals mad, and but the kids loved it. And yeah. one of the things I said is, is you're not going to learn anything in these walls. You learn everything outside the walls. And this is the true... This is for me. I didn't go to college. I barely made it through high school. I learned this. I learned everything in the trenches. And like, and that's how as a real estate agent, you learn fast is just get in it, you know, fail, start, uh, you know, getting bit, you know, all you gotta do is say one thing. You're like, okay, I'm going to say that again, you know? And so I just want to encourage everybody that even though you don't know you, maybe you don't feel prepared, like you will get good in a week you will get good in two weeks. If, as long as you're consistent and persistent and for your notes, here's how long you persist. You persist until, persist until, until what, until, until what, until there is no, you know, if I like it, if I don't, if I'm yeah. good at it or I'm not, yeah. if this niche is good, if this niche is bad, it's persistent till. And I think that, mindset is something that i know we both share like nothing will ever stop me and greg like we will do whatever it takes in all things in all markets and it's the basics greg it's it's that's what we've mastered is the basics and in a shifted market like that we're in you know this is a this is a basics market you know when agents are getting out of the industry because they haven't mastered the basics um double down on that and 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 here's the, I know that there's a lot of artificial intelligence out there talk in the world. Here's what I would tell you: don't. What's more important than artificial intelligence is authentic intelligence, and and authentic intelligence is the intelligence of the future. You can leverage artificial, but be authentically intelligent. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that.
0: I I, I really do. And you know, the the last couple of years, um, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, I I hear a lot of coaches on Facebook, you know, these are usually coaches that they were producers for a year and they became a coach, are coaching on like, got to get back to the basics. And I'm like, Person doesn't even know what the ba- he 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 doesn't even know what the basics are. He's never even done the basics. I know when you say get back to the basics, I know you never left the basics. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling everybody else to get back to it, but you never actually strayed from it. But you know it was it's been very tempting from our from an industry standpoint for a lot of agents, a lot of people did move away from these core fundamentals, and they're having a hard time getting back to it. Like it's almost like it's a it, it's it's a mental block. They're having a hard time getting back into the office, getting back into a prospecting station, and going out and making these calls. And um, all I can say in, in, in is that, like you said, it doesn't take long. You know, you do it for two or three weeks, and you're back into the swing of things. And and so for anybody that did it in the past and you got away from it, and you know that what we're talking about is the right thing, but you for some reason are not finding that inner motivation. I would just say to you don't wait till you feel motivated just get out there do the work and then you'll you'll be motivated in time but you just put a couple just like going to the gym mm-hmm. don't don't resist going to the gym because you know you're going to be sore for the first week just surrender to the soreness get
1: back to work and you'll see your business breakthrough just show up all you got to do listen <laughs> this is for this is a human behavior when things change, they sit back, and we all do this, um, but we sit back and we think, okay, I, when I know I need to do something, but I'm not doing it, we it creates stress and anxiety. Stress and anxiety are born from inaction. It, it, it is born from the thinking in the and where you're talking about. So what you do is you drown your action, your thoughts in action. You know, don't think, just do. Like all you got to do to turn that around is show up one day. It's just, and you know, this just show up one day after the first 10 calls, you're going to be like, man, why did I ever stop doing this? And, and so, and it's that. And it's not even about, let's say, I know I get, here's the words I always hear prospecting, cold calling, you know, these, these words that have negative connotation to people. Yes. Here's all it is conversations. Prospecting is nothing more than conversations. And if you don't set the intention of setting the appointment, you will follow up till death. If you don't set I want you to hear this y'all if you don't set the intention of the reason that you're prospecting and having these conversations is to set an appointment, you won't set an appointment. Yeah. So the reason that you're on the phone having conversations from 9 to noon or 8 to 11 is to set the appointment. That's the whole purpose of the call.
0: Yeah, it's so funny man. I, again, we're 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 definitely cut from the same cloth because I'm constantly saying like if you're in, if your intention is to make contacts, if you're contacting people for the intention to make contacts, you're going to make contacts. Yeah, that's right. But if you're making, if you're the intention of the contact is to set appointments, you're going to set appointments. Yeah. You know. Change your change change this thinking. This one thing is it, it, so powerful. You'll hear opportunities that yes. you didn't hear before. Right. Then it, it shifts the listening. Yes. But I see. So, look, what about what about the market? Like, how does the market change what you coach, right? Because people are complaining right now, well, the market's soft. There's not as many transactions. There's only going to be 4.5 million sales just two years ago. There was six and a half. There's a lot less business, a lot of real estate agents. There might be a recession, inflation. So, all this is going on right now, real or not real. That's the chatter. Um, what
1: are you changing in what you're telling your agents to do? It doesn't matter. None of that matters, <laughs> right? The, the only th- thing that matters is your actions. So I don't. I'm not a person who thinks at all about the market. I really don't. I don't think about interest rates. I don't think in terms of where the market's going, how many transactions there are. Like I don't think that way because I just know that you know from experience is as, as long as you can if you're doing the right actions, it leads to the result. So like there's because you don't control all of those things you don't control anything but yourself. And and so that may be the reality. It may make us pivot, change our approach a little bit, but at the end of the day, not much changes. I mean, we may change who we're going after a little, but like the conversation's still the same. You know, like there's a lot of urgency in the market right now. That's good. I mean, if somebody wants to sell their house, when's the best time to sell? Like right now, you know, they still have equity. You know, we're in a transformational market, meaning It's not a transactional market. A transformational market means that, you know, people have more equity in their home than ever before. And what we do is we need to give them permission to get this equity out and then to post up and find what the next move is. But it makes sense for sellers to get the equity out now to find out where they want to go next and post up. Like, you know, maybe they rent for a year, like have that conversation with sellers because I find Greg, people need permission to take action. You know, All these people that, you know, all that y'all are going to be talking to, they're sitting there, they have their story, they have their desires, but they're sitting there waiting for you to give them permission to go for it. Yeah. In a way they want to be told what to do. They want to be told what to do and they want yeah. to trust
0: the person yes. um, that is telling them. That that That's right. Well, man, I tell you what, um, I knew I had an idea what I was going to get out of you. <laughs> Which was exactly what you gave everybody, and um, you know, for those of you listening, I, I tell you, um, I, I know with with one hundred percent conviction that Haas is giving you information that he um, truly believes, and and look, the 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 proof's in the pudding. You've gotten. <laughs> thousands and thousands of listings in your career. I have also. And we've coached people to get so many listings in their career. And um, it's kind of talking about a niche. Our niche has been listings. And and I think the the audience out there, everybody wants listings. There is no magic pill on getting listings. There's just some habits that you need to form. and, And that's it. So Hey, before we get off, any final thoughts, any final words that you could just share with the uh, Level Up
1: audience? Yes. Listen, this is big. Your goal is to become authentic mm-hmm. because authenticity is the most powerful force to leave the human body. Authenticity is why I have goosebumps on my face from head to toe because authenticity is believing what you're saying. And when you believe what you say, authenticity comes out. And that's what gets people that that feeling, that confidence to, to work with you. So what I would tell you is, is to, and this is what I help people with, Greg, you help people with, is we help people believe what it is that they're saying. And, and that's the market that we're in, is no matter what you do, no matter what your approach, believe what you say, because that is going to be a difference maker. That gives you the confidence, that gives you the conviction and the passion to communicate in a way that most won't. And I believe that's what separates the you know the 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 greats from the average agents,
0: yeah. you know what? And I tell you what, Haas, i I believe you brought authenticity today. You know, i I believe that um if if we were if the recording was stopped, i I, I know you're the same person that you are when the recording's on. So I just want to acknowledge you for that authenticity because I, I think we need more of that in the industry, in the world. I don't want to get too yeah. worldly on people, but I think that we need that. Um, quite frankly, sometimes um, there's some people can't handle authenticity, and um, you know because a lot of times it's truth, right? But um, I, I think that those who deliver authenticity, like you said, you appear to be confident, and when you peer, when you have confidence in yourself, then the consumer has confidence in yourself also. That's right. And that's where you convert. Well, Haas man, I'm sure we'll do this again. I do re- really appreciate you doing it again with me. I, um, and and I think it's just uh was important to get back into that old school listing mentality, give that to the audience. So I know you do some coaching. Is it Haas Pratt coaching? Haas Pratt. What how yeah, you go to hosprat.com.
1: Yeah, haaspratt.com. Um, and there's a free business plan there that everybody needs to get and download. It's an amazing business plan. It's free. You can go there. Um, I'll give it to you. And let's start there. And um, you know, we'll see what we can do. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm happy to help. That
0: sounds good. All right, everybody. Well, you know, for for those of you that are new to the Level Up podcast, please hit the subscribe button, the like button, make a comment. All of that will help us, you know, get more exposure. And then we can even get, uh, you know, additional guests. Well, Haas, thank you again for connecting and, um, and we'll see everybody later.